Today is Tuesday, January 31st, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. Another Memphis police officer, Preston Hemphill, has been relieved of duty following the death of Tyree Nichols. The Memphis police have not disclosed the precise nature of his involvement, though audio recordings seem to indicate that he was one of the first officers in the initial traffic stop. And while Hemphill, who was a white officer, has been relieved of his post, he has not yet been fired or charged. Also yesterday, the Memphis Fire Department announced that two EMTs and a fire lieutenant who responded to Nichols' aid have been terminated for violating policy and protocol. Meanwhile, the New York Times has conducted and published an analysis of the police footage and found that the officers gave Tyree Nichols a total of 71 commands in 13 minutes, many of which were simultaneous and contradictory to each other, making it literally impossible for him to comply. For example, officers commanded him to show his hands even as they were holding his hands and to reposition himself even as they had control of his body. The footage also does not indicate that any officers present intervened to stop the aggressive use of force, as they would have been trained to do. But instead, the footage captured one officer saying, I hope they stomp his ass after Nichols attempted to flee the scene. The Tyree Nichols footage was not the only important evidence to be released this past weekend. After requests from a coalition of 13 news organizations, a San Francisco court released body camera and security footage of the hammer attack on Paul Pelosi, as well as audio of the 911 call and the police interview with the attacker, David DePape. In the interview, DePape said that he was outraged about investigations into Donald Trump and the 2020 election being stolen, which he claimed originated with Hillary and he equated his attack to Americans fighting the revolution. Ah yes, give me Hillary's emails or give me death. Shortly after that footage was released, DePape called into a local Bay Area news station from jail and stated that he was sorry he didn't hurt more people, that he wasn't better prepared, and that the attack didn't go further. And I'm sure he regrets he has but one mind to lose for his country. Yesterday, Secretary of State Antony Blinken held a joint press conference with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in Jerusalem, where he stressed the importance of consensus building, supporting democratic institutions, and protecting human rights. This was sort of like a diplomatic form of a light warning, as this meeting comes amidst a lot happening in Israel on several fronts. The first is an attempt by Netanyahu's administration to make changes to Israel's court system that it would allow parliament, which he is the leader of, to overturn Supreme Court rulings as well as appoint and remove judges and ministers. This would be especially helpful to Netanyahu himself, who would have a path to end his own ongoing corruption trial. Netanyahu's proposed changes to the court system caused mass demonstrations, but further context for Blinken's comments is the rise in violence in the past week. Last Thursday, nine Palestinians, a combination of militants and civilians, were killed during an Israeli military raid in Janine. And then on Friday and Saturday, seven Israelis were killed and five were injured in two separate attacks. The first was a mass shooting in a synagogue on Friday night by a man who police described as a terrorist, and the second on Saturday by a 13-year-old Palestinian boy with a gun. In response to these attacks, Netanyahu's cabinet approved an order to seize the homes of the attackers with plans to demolish them, while they also consider approving other punitive measures against their families, including potentially stripping them of citizenship rights and deporting them. 
I'm sure Secretary Blinken's words about democracy and consensus building will solve everything. And finally for today, TikTok CEO has voluntarily agreed to appear before the House Energy and Commerce Committee on March 23rd. Lawmakers are expected to explore a range of concerns, including alleged sharing of U.S. users' data with China, risks of the app being used for propaganda and misinformation, and the impact of harmful or exploitative content on minors. TikTok said that it would use the March hearing to set the record straight and claims that they have devised a $1.5 billion plan to ensure that they're independent from influence from the Chinese government. I think anyone who's ever opened the TikTok app knows that any attempt to be independent from influence of anything is shaky at best. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you can't get enough of this podcast, check out our premium Extra Extra episodes. This week, we investigated whether Ron DeSantis is a scarier presidential prospect than Donald Trump. We went deep into DeSantis stories from college, Congress, the Navy, and when he attended high school parties as a boarding school teacher. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, click on the episode to get a seven-day free trial right in your morning announcements feed. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can find it by typing morning announcements extra extra into your search bar. As always, thank you so much for helping us keep the show growing by leaving a five-star rating, a subscribe, a follow, and especially a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.